are you doing? I'll tell you what you're doing. You're listening to the Elder Scrolls. Lorcas! Either you are, or I'll be skipping rope with your entrails. Ta-ta. This podcast is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, the podcast where we explore the amazing universe of the Elder Scrolls. Adventurers, welcome back to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. I'm Tom. I've got Lotus with me as usual. We just had a Hello. big, I don't know, 15 minute conversation at the beginning of the show about what what is the new surprise going to be that they're announcing for ESO because they put out a big announcement today. They're doing a big event in Europe in Amsterdam yep. for yeah, to start with in the like 10th anniversary world tour. <laughs> yeah. So there's all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, what I think I'm going to do is actually take some of that conversation, kind of tack it on to the end of the episode. So if you're curious about that stuff in our take on it, then stick around. That'll be at the end of the episode. But this episode specifically is a continuation of our exploration of Daedra creatures. And we've got four new Daedra this week to talk about. And Lotus, we've got some we got some uh, weird ones. I mean, we always have some weird ones, but uh, we do. We've got a couple weird ones that actually, if you're currently playing through year nine of the Elder Scrolls online, um, tie into Vermina a little bit, which is very relevant to the story. Um so that's that's an interesting little tidbit because yeah. it's one of the weirder ones which we'll be kicking off with but uh yeah no it's kind of hard to not discuss daedric stuff and have it be weird <laughs> <laughs> right right so here let's just start this off first of all we have omens and this is probably i mean this one and maybe the last one on our list this week probably the two most interesting this one's weird this is, yeah this is, these are these are weirdos here i'm going to read from the uesb this is our go-to source for a lot of the uh starting off content that we always add more stuff to later but here's here's what the uesb says omens are powerful malicious daedra who seek to spread chaos on nern Sounds par for the course so far, sure. right? Why not? Yeah. They are among the most powerful minions of the Daedric Prince Vermina and can be found in her realm, Quagmire. Omens enter people's dreams to influence them, them giving them, or I'm sorry, driving them to make decisions they would otherwise consider poor or objectionable, uh, like, you know, eating that extra piece of cake in the middle of the night. Yes, or 11 of them. <laughs> or 11 pieces of <laughs> an entire sheet cake. <laughs> entire sheet cake. <laughs> Mmm. Oh, that was talking about stomach <laughs> aches. Oh. Suddenly I'm feeling periite coming on. <laughs> oh, no, that's how you summon periite. You eat a sheet cake <laughs> on, on a summoning day. Um, their influence persists in the waking world and an omen may whisper to its victim or torment them by showing them horrible visions or forcing them to relive their worst memories. An omen's victim may be driven to murder those they love, incite bloody conflict, or betray those close to them. They dwell in dreams and must be slain in their victim's dream in order to eject them from Nern forever. So they're basically like Freddy Krueger. Yeah, they're little mini Krugers. Little, little mini Krugers with their little, little mini Krugers. Little sweatshirts with the those little sweaters, you know, the striped sweater with the yep. little holes <laughs> they in it. They all wear those. That's a requirement. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the exact nature of omens is unknown. They can assume various shapes such as Watchers, Dramora, Wisp Mothers, as well as disguise themselves as mortals. Vermina named her mortal lover, get this, Galthus the Omen of a Hundred Prophecies. Although he was originally a Breton, he assumed the form of a monstrous <laughs> monstrosity resembling a bone colossus. Yep. 
despite being an omen, his nature was different from those who are proper Daedra. So you can't tell just by looking at any of these what they actually are because they all look like something else. Yeah, they're just like weird vision versions of things. So there's like no continuity to these. Like we usually describe kind of like, oh, it looks like this. This kind of is just like, hey, what's the thing that's nightmarish to this whatever? So yeah. And that's what you yeah. get. Like, so they can be all over the place. Right. Um, so what, what would what would the is. omen take shape in your dream as? Um I really don't like mustard, so like maybe <laughs> <What>? mustard. <laughs> Like a little bottle of mustard, it's like a bus a bottle of mustard, but it's perpetually just like pouring on food that I like and ruining it. And it's got like a little face on it. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, some well, more mustard, little, like demon more mustard emoji emojis? thing from like an iPhone. I assume that's its face. Yeah, uh-huh. I have no, I, uh-huh. I have no idea. Yeah, I just really don't like mustard. I, I was gonna say everybody's gonna come wow. for me that's like pro mustard in the comments. I assume, but um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's not for me. Uh-huh. Um, mine would take the form of the kinds of people who write content creators messages like direct messages that just say hey oh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> because I have, no, I have no idea how to respond to that like this happens all the time anybody yeah, out there who, who is a content creator has definitely gotten these before it's really cool when people write you stuff and it's especially no, like- cool when they say something like hey big fan of this specific show i have a question for you blah 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 and you're yeah. like okay cool that's awesome let's talk about that but when they just start as just hey and then they don't just, say anything just else hey no follow-up i was like hello robot friend who are you right right it's like I've, I, we have we been writing each other are you checking yeah. in on me what i don't you trying to sell you me? might <laughs> feel like you know me but i don't know you yet so maybe tell me a little bit more <laughs> like it's just kind of how it goes uh yeah that's that's my omen the omen of hey <laughs> also in chat with Ghost Toadlet, who joined and said hey. Hey. <laughs> hey, Ghost. Oh, you can do it in chat because we're already like having a conversation. You're part of the conversation Incredible. in the chat, right? But when it's a direct message, But yeah, different. no, when it's out of left field and it's just hey and no follow-up. Right. Like, like an uh, email. You get an email and it just says, hey. Yeah. Like, what do you do? <laughs> like, Hello? Hi. You just write back, what's up? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, especially because nowadays you have so much um, like automated everything. And it's like, I don't want to spend 20 minutes talking to an automated nothing. Right. I don't know (laughs) if this is spam. I don't know what it is. And so like Like, my instinct is like, don't don't reply because who knows what's on the other side of that. Um, When somebody might be very cool and like be awesome to talk to, but I'm never going to know because I'm not responding to. Hey, Um, because I don't want to accidentally. It's like, oh, no, that was actually a person like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, there's some more detail about these omens are weird. Uh, It goes on and says, among the most elusive of these omens is the omen of deception, whose true name, which, of course, can give power over Daedra and that kind of thing, is their nymics. Yeah, is it's W.K.A.L. E.K.A.L. Maybe. Sure. Well, however you pronounce it, he seeks to wreak havoc by spreading lies and driving Nern's inhabitants to distrust and betrayal. He's basically like an internet internet troll. Uh, Ikal can be summoned by cultists to perform a specific ritual. They smother themselves with mustard. Oh, wait, no, that's 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 not what that says. Uh, It involves lighting four (laughs) braziers, slaying a human sacrifice and speaking his true name. The caveat is that the sacrifice must be dead when Ikal arrives or he will be summoned in a weakened state, slathered in mustard. Yeah, see, that's where it gets bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was he was slain by the vestige in the second era, 582. So, of course, ESO timeline. Us. After the supernal dreamers, supernal, supernal. Dreamers, that's how you pronounce that word, uh, called him to Tamriel. The omen of betrayal has been encountered by mortals across Tamriel during the first and second eras. The inhabitants of Somerset knew it as, I love all these different names, the Grey Sleep. The Argonians referred to it as the Egg Terror, and the Orcs called it the Visiting Breton, which sounds like... Sounds like, like, oh no, I've got the flu again. Yep, the old visiting Breton came back. Like, I so all right, so I got hung up on the egg terror. Uh-huh. I just picture like they hired somebody at like a breakfast diner and they're just really bad. 
so they're like trying to do tricks while making breakfast and there's just eggs getting ruined everywhere that's like all i picture with the egg terror is just somebody really bad at breakfast like i did not take that in a actually threatening form (laughs) it's just (laughs) immediately like okay so that's like a joke on somebody who's just really bad at like managing eggs yeah why are my scrambled eggs so wet what's what are you doing oh just a block of cheese in the middle unmelted cook it a little bit longer please um it was also responsible for the obsessions plaguing gavadan gavadan and desecration of azura's shrine yeah so uh, i'd have to go play through that stuff again to hear the way they pronounce the names because i don't remember but i would forget instantly like i usually do yeah yeah so omens show up in other places as well we don't need to go through all the details but it's a really cool concept of this idea of it's not a ghost it's like a dream spirit that it imbues a shape or form that is particularly terrifying to the person they can also be summoned right that's the weird thing is that they're not so like they can become like corporeal which is freaky um because you can like actually interact and fight with them out like they start in dreams and much like a lot of the weird shit with verena uh, we haven't delved as much with her in a lot of situations yeah yeah she's one of the lesser talked about yeah she's definitely less explored in the series but at the same time like she um she seems more threatening to your like mental state a lot of times than like the physical state yeah which matches with omens but then if like omens kind of become like something tangible then it's like okay well now it's freaking you out and also could have like a real lasting impact or it could like i don't know slay you in your dream or something like that mm-hmm. so it's like these things are it's kind of interesting because you brought up the freddy krueger joke like earlier it kind of is it's like a yeah. whole like instead of the one character for a horror series it's like no this is a style of creature that exists like these are things like that yeah, just can they, exist they haunt is, your dreams but the dreams end up being way more real or they end up being way more real too. yeah and horrifying and then you can actually fight them which happens in freddy krueger movies right so yeah so it's like no it's it's like a whole it's a whole genre of creature kind of spawned on the idea of the basis of like freddy krueger from what is it nightmare on elm street is that nightmare that one? on elm street yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, those movies go way back. Um, they sure do. Yes, it's like the year I was born or something. <laughs> yeah, like I remember. I remember as a kid in elementary school, people talking about them, and like yeah. in the eighties. I'm yeah. ancient, everybody. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so that's omens. Uh, these are cool. They only show up in ESO. They they don't show up in the other games. Um, another one of those creatures or here i'm going to put some pictures up while we finish talking about them they basically look like other things uh, yeah so kind of your point they only show up like that you fight in eso but it's one of those things where when you ever deal with vermina i always wonder if like eso has kind of defined what an omen was but like you always have like those weird hints of like some of the stories involving vermina of these like things that are driving people mad and stuff like that I always wonder if some of those are omens and they just never gave them a classification until ESO. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, maybe they decided to solidify the concept. It's like, all right, let's actually give it a name as opposed to just, yeah, this is one of the horrific things she comes up with. So, right, (laughs) right. Yeah, I hope we get more of these in the next Elder Scrolls. I think, you know, having dream stuff is always cool. You know, like when when you get vampirism and you start having the weird dreams and like an an oblivion that was that knocked my socks off back then back in the day. I was just like, holy crap, what is happening to me? What are these dreams? In fact, I saw a post on Reddit recently where somebody's like, hey, I decided to jump in Oblivion. Everyone says it's a good game. What are these weird messages I get when I go to sleep? And oh, I was geez. like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, boy. That's so great that that still works today. Yep. And people are like, what is this? What does it mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's such a cool concept. Yeah. So dream stuff, omens. We want more of it. All right. Let's move on. The next creature. Okay. So this is a very specific kind of scamp called a pariah scamp i don't have any images i tried searching for images i didn't find any good ones that i wanted yeah, to put a lot to this yeah so pariah scamps are tiny daedra from malakath's ash pit described as small black foul smelling homunculi so you might be wondering what is a hum- homunculi a homunculus are strange beings created by a high level wizard 
who has somehow combined the properties of certain spells with parts of various demons. This concept goes back to Arena. You can tell because they use the word demons instead of Daedra. They are therefore a type of golem. These creatures are often set to guard areas using their ability to fly, to patrol corridors. Imps are theorized to be creatures of similar origin. In one account of Vivek's birth, Sothasil was said to have commanded multitudes of homunculi, which is kind of cool, but also uh, isn't that kind of moving more towards the automaton, like the like the little robot things than being actual summoned demons? I think some of that lore has probably shifted over time. You have any thoughts on that, Lotus? Yeah, well, I, I, I do agree. I think some of the lore is get, like this is formed out of something, obviously, like you mentioned, dating back to like the arena, like Elder Scrolls one type of thing. But the other thing that is interesting from uh, from some of these homunculi and homunculuses, um, which now that like we're kind of diving into it. I never really put a lot of thought into the dungeon specifically, but now it's kind of like, what's Mm. up with that? Um, If you actually play Elder Scrolls Online, there are homunculus uh, in some of the areas. Uh, Very specifically, if if you're doing... uh, Moongrave Fane, the dungeon from the Elsewhere year, the Season of the Dragon, and... Yeah, I don't really understand why they're there. <laughs> yeah, somebody must have summoned them. I would imagine uh, a high, you know, skilled wizard could be a Daedra also. Like, it doesn't have to be immortal. Um, and that would that would track. This goes on and says, they possess, speaking of the pariah scamp, they possess a unique power known as pariah's vision diversion, which causes mortals to not notice them because they look everywhere the scamps aren't it's like when i'm trying to find that other sock uh a mortal can temporarily gain this power by eating a pariah scamp have you ever wanted to taste a scamp before i haven't but maybe somebody not high on my list of things to eat no uh it goes on the magic used to summon them (laughs) it's too gamey is fairly unreliable scrolls prepared for the summons must be used within a day of inscription. There's like a time limit on the scroll. The binding is also volatile and subject to etheric decay. The scamps can apparently be summoned in a dormant state, which is useful for those looking to store them until they need to eat one. Pariah scamps should be stored deep underground and far away from each other as a precaution to prevent their proximity to one another from awakening them. What? What? <laughs> you can summon these and then store them and then eat them later? I don't... I don't know how I feel about eating all of these. This, I mean, this is great. Like, in a, man, this is gross kind of way, right? It's certainly gross. I just... <laughs> what do you do? Like, you just ram a spit in it and, like, roast it on an open fire? I, I nah, suppose. Nah, I mean, man. it's like a fleshy... I mean, it's a scamp. It's like a little creature. You'd probably cook it. I don't know if you have to eat the whole thing. That seems like a lot. Scamps are fairly big. Scamps are, like, the, the size of, like, five-year-olds, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, you wouldn't eat... Well, for more than one reason, you wouldn't eat a five-year-old, but... Um, I hope you won't yeah. eat a five-year-old, but like a physical body that's like, you know, I don't know, 30, 40 pound thing. Like that's a lot to eat, right? Yeah. So, um, yes, it would be. But like, do you eat the bones of these things? Probably just, not. Just the... Like, is it like a soft-shelled crap? Just like the fleshy bits, maybe? I don't know. It's it's pretty weird. Um this is a cool this is a cool super weird one i love the weird ones and this one's definitely out there i don't know that i have a whole lot else to say about them but i mean i guess if you really need the power you're gonna eat weird stuff i mean people do also like those necromancers are doing all sorts of weird things with undead bodies in order to gain power so eating a scamp maybe not as crazy as we might think I, I mean you eat some gross stuff in the elder skulls giant toes uh-huh. li- literal malachite and ebony (laughs) right yeah that's weird too so i mean i don't think the denizens of tamriel are really all that picky (laughs) that's probably true i bet argonians are better at digesting certain things than other races too you know or or argonians or khajiit maybe i mean don't cats and lizards typically have slightly different digestive tracts and so they eat that's true like snakes just 
gulp the whole, eat thing. whole thing yeah so maybe, a technical term gulp the whole thing the yeah, supposed to eat it <laughs> yeah well there you go all right well that's that's a <laughs> pariah scamp uh time to move on to other stuff but first we have to go thank our patrons so don't go anywhere we'll be right back this is a Dragon Boy, and you are educating yourself to the Elder Scrolls lore cast. All right, here we are in the middle of the show, and we've got a new patron to welcome, Caffeine Dodo. Welcome to the Patreon. Thank you for joining us. Oh, wait, no, you're one of the free tier. Patreon's doing this weird thing where they have like a free tier now. I don't um, understand any of this. Yeah, it's weird. Like people sign up and now there's like a free tier. And then sometimes when people sign up, they like, I guess this one counts as they signed up on December 11th on our second tier and they are now currently free tier. But I think, but since they paid for that tier, they're still, at least for this month, a paying patron. So technically you count. So welcome to the Patreon. Um, maybe maybe if they sign up for the second month and they move from the free tier, I don't know. Patreon's doing weird stuff. But welcome to the Patreon. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you are supporting the show. And we have to shout out our Daedric Princes, Belli Peritus, Kira C, and Sheogorth Sweetroll. Thank you so much for your support and to all 111 of our current pledging patrons. You can go to the Patreon. You can head over to patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast, check everything up and sign up for free. And that way, if, if you want to get notifications and things, if ever I decide to roll stuff out that way, you can be notified of stuff. Or if you decide one month to be like, oh, I want to start contributing because I want to get those T-shirts or the stickers or the ad free episodes or joining us on a patron chat, any of that stuff. That's where you go check it out. Speaking of patron chats, this month's a little crazy, but don't worry, because Thursday, the last Thursday of the month, when our patron chat usually happens and falls on the 28th, which is not a crazy holiday day, we're still going to have our regular patron chat on that day. So that's coming up. You still have time to sign up for that if you'd like to. And thank you to everybody for your support. Also, if you want to rate the show, give us a five star rating on on, on Spotify. That would be great. On Apple Podcasts, we'll read out your rating and your review and uh, anything else that you listen to us on. All of that is extremely helpful. So thank you for being here, everyone. Let's move on with the rest of the show. You're listening to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, dear child of Sidis. That is why the Night Mother loves you. All right, so we're back, and we have two more Daedric creatures. This one would have been good to cover back in October, but it didn't come up on the list yet. So we're covering it now. The Pumpkin Spectre. This is another ESO only kind of Daedric creature. The pumpkin yeah. pumpkin specters are humanoid pumpkin creatures native to the demi plane of detritus. Detritus. I love that word. Yep. The idea of just like I, things that, that fall off. Things. Is ridiculous. It's literally just like garbage town. Detritus. That's what detritus yeah, means. It's basically. literally just trash town, like trash town, the demi realm. Like <laughs> uh, visions of these nightmarish beings are summoned by hedge wizards during the witches festival, a holiday that takes place on the thirteenth of frostfall each year. Every time I see the term hedge wizard, I get this picture of like. Uh, you know, you know, like the big hedges in like the UK places like okay. like yeah, English, like like the hedge lines that go along the yeah. sides of the roads and they're big, thick bushes and stuff. Yeah, just hedge mazes everywhere. Yeah, I mean, that's everything. Everything in the UK is just hedge mazes, mazes at this point. Yes, yeah, that's my uh, that's my head cannon. Um, but I get this picture in my mind of like your hedge cannon. Sorry, yeah, my hedge cannon. I get this picture in my mind of like wizards like peeking out of like the, <laughs> the greenery, <laughs> like poking their heads out and casting magic spells and then hiding back behind kind of like Homer Simpson going into the bush. <laughs> He's backing slowly into the shrub. Yeah, in my in my head, that's what hedge wizard is. All right, you know what? I I just you just add a little wizard hat to Homer in that situation. Boom, done. Hedge wizard. Yeah, hedge uh, wizard. Anyway, there's more about pumpkin specters. Hollowjack, who we've talked about before. Yep. Uh, we did a whole episode on Hollowjack a few holidays ago. Speaking few. of demi princes and demi planes. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hollowjack is a pumpkin specter and a Daedra lord who rules over detritus, although it is unknown if all pumpkin specters are Daedra. Hollowjack sometimes summons these creatures to Tamriel during the witch's festival to torment mortals, because of course he does. 
So, uh, yeah. They, typical Saturday for <laughs> princes. Um, right. So, all right. Here, I'm putting the picture up on the screen if anybody yeah, needs to see what that's one of these guys looks the like. Uh, so, Hollowjack is fine in and of itself. Like, I, I think Hollowjack was an interesting addition to the series. Like, that, that's fine. Uh, without sounding incredibly mean, these things are super dumb to me <laughs> they're clearly a like hmm how do we do something that's kind of halloweeny and yeah, yeah put it this in the just yeah. this seems less to fit in my opinion personally i think this is just these are a little too dopey for for my liking i'm just like okay so this is just tacked on to kind of match the holiday whereas like having a prince like okay he's got like a, a pumpkin specter a like form to him okay that's fine and it's like you know they give it give him his own daedric demi plane and stuff that didn't bother me but like the idea that there's more of like there's a bunch of them and they're all like sort of I, to me i'm just like okay, these are ridiculous like these these seem really goofy to me yeah if we ha- if we can have like pumpkin specters then where are the onion specters right why the where, turnip where specters. are the where are the strawberry troops like where i don't the- know to me this is just like i i would be fine if we don't really see anything else related to these going forward these are pretty dopey to me or vegetable monsters in general yeah yeah i'd take a pass we can put the, we can keep those in like banjo kazooie wait is a pumpkin pumpkins a fruit it's a fruit a, right no it'd be a vegetable is right? it a vegetable oh, boy it has seeds on the inside oh dear yeah, i think it might be does. a fruit revelations Yay. wow all okay. right you look that up i'm gonna move to the next one while you we got one more uh this one's really cool ruinax or Ruin runox how do you pronounce this lotus uh yeah i think it's yes a pumpkin is a fruit pumpkin's a fruit you're right i'm right pumpkin's a fruit it's a although fruit. it's often referred to as a vegetable scientifically speaking anything that starts from a flower is botanically a fruit mm-hmm. and yeah and usually the seeds are on the inside yep it's wow. a fruit all right so uh ruin ruinox ruinach new ashes Runa, uh, runox. Oh, sorry yeah i was gonna say uh runox ox ox with like yeah, a, with a hard cut even though it's ch yeah hard cut runark no there's no r <laughs> there's no nope. runark runark <laughs> runark Runak? Runak. That, I, how I remember them pronouncing it when we saw these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Runak is what I would pronounce it based on how it's spelled. But yeah. It, well, when in doubt, for, always pronounce things in the most American way possible. Runax. Runax. Runax are a race of four-armed Daedra. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. Would people still listen to the show if that was my natural voice? I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> uh, there. Forearm Daedra that serve as Mayrun's Dagon's elite marauders. They are considered the sword and the voice of Dagon and have come to refer to themselves as the fifth hand of Mayrun's Dagon, which is weird because they still have their four hands. Uh, <laughs> they just look like mini Dagons. They're like, like mini Dagons. They are fanatical followers of their lord and believe themselves an extension of his will. Indeed, as the physical man manifestation of Dagon's fiery man words are hard fiery malevolence they share their lord's destructive tendencies and although they are unintelligent they make up for it in brutish strength like so many other wonderful kinds of creatures that we've seen so far I just like how it's like well they're not technically intelligent but they'll beat the crap out of you it's like oh is that the trade-off <laughs> like yeah it's all right yeah that makes up for it well i'm not very Sh- smart but i'm really angry and strong yeah i'm really angry and i will destroy you it's like all right give him what he wants cool cool neat cool thanks for coming <laughs> appreciate you maybe don't come back um so they've got this interesting genesis in the first era 2920 the scoffington coven of high rock took in an exiled dunmary woman named turala the former lover of the duke of mornhold brindisi dorum However, after a trip to Wayrest, the Skeffington Coven was massacred by an orcish raiding party. Tarala was falsely led to believe that the massacre was the work of assassins sent by Brindisi Dorum himself. Enraged, the witch called forth the Prince of Destruction to destroy Mornhold and slay her former lover. And he complied. During the carnage, 
Almalexia and Sothisil arrived to stop the prince. We've talked about this previously when we talked about Almalexia and Sothisil. The battlefield was lit by a barrage of flame which fell indiscriminately. Almalexia plunged Hope's fire into Dagon's flesh and carved him from within. Meanwhile, Sothisil enacted vengeance for Ald Sotha, or Sotha, used, quote, God bronze whips to lash the prince into submission. Wounded, Sil allegedly whispered Dagon's nimic and the prince exploded throughout all time. This is like crazy stuff we've talked about previously. It's very Kirkbridean. It's it's wonderful. The clockwork apostles believe that this battle between Mayrun's Dagon and the tribunal marked the birth of Sarmisonisum ghoul things. I got nothing to help you on that one. That is a crazy word. Sarmisonisms. Ghoul things. Something like that. Which emerged from Dagon's own flayed skin. The kin see this as nothing more than inane blunder. So what this is all saying is basically Ruinox came out of Mayrun's Dagon himself. They were like part of his flesh that was removed or emerged during this conflict it's kind of crazy they look like little dagons so i guess that makes sense like that that was only sort of a joke they're like miniaturized dagons like they really are right Um, like you wouldn't want one of these guys running around in your neighborhood unless he was like guarding your house i mean if he was a friendly one maybe or if you were playing basketball i bet those extra arms would be useful or it's just going to commit a ton of fouls maybe yeah that's probably true because they're probably kind of dumb and just angry <laughs> they did mention that they're mostly brutish strength so <laughs> yeah yeah football they'd be good at football yeah american uh, football yeah not yep. actual like european football like regular no, football for the rest of the world well. rugby possibly as well yeah yeah volleyball they got extra arms a yeah. really weird tangent even for us <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh yeah they're kind of crazy looking put, uh, put it back up on the screen yeah just like a little mini dagon type guy yeah um there's a few other images here they you know they've got that like reddish to grayish skin the metal and the uh, extra weapons that very daedra but also yeah, some really of them are a less reddish than others some yeah. of them look a lot like dagon but it's also weird because depending upon where you find them like if you're in a like relatively reddish rustish environment i feel like that might also just make it look like they're redder than they actually are like maybe they're all just kind of like brownish tinted type of thing with like a reddish hue like a rusty type of color but at the same time like oh well yeah depending upon the lighting they look like different because you fight a lot of them in the deadlands or yeah. there's another one you fight in the dread cellar and stuff all like the lighting that. in it's the like, deadlands certain parts of the deadlands just red. It's, it's like this red it very, it's like very red. it's like my lights in my room right now if i turn off my actual lamp and then like Ooh. everything's just like red like all a of a sudden look i'm in a, a runic yeah. yep, exactly Arr. you're two-armed runic oh no i hit the wrong button now my lights nope. are changing colors yeah, oh no now you're now you're storm mm, mm. i'm a storm oh no <laughs> i'm gonna find the setting again all right so uh any other thoughts on this one no i mean they're kind of an this one was a kind of an interesting <clears throat> addition to the series for the most part but um I, again they kind of become like we've mentioned with a couple of these creatures that have been added via the mmo they're not bad it's not that i dislike them but they kind of just become rank and file enemies to give you something to fight um there's a couple of them that are bosses but a lot of them it's just like they're they're kind of just out there there is however just because it's it's sort of relevant to the current content in elder scrolls online the renamed endless archive to infinite archive which we won't Mm -hmm. get into here um there is an obnoxious boss in there it's one of the raiders it's 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 a runark and he cheats and he's, <laughs> he's not just a cheater he just cheats he he'll, he'll just hit you from like infinity range and he's super bogus um i don't like him <laughs> okay. the most recent incarnation of a runic that i don't like yeah how do you really feel um yeah yeah, yeah they're, they're kind of also <laughs> but, uh, no, they're, they're, pretty, they're a pretty good like rank and file enemy for the most part i think that adds to the series yeah they're kind of goro-esque in that like Very, mortal combat yeah, kind of way yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah they are goro-esque with extra like horns and stuff on their heads sure, also still. also how do they lay down and get comfortable to sleep 
I mean, it's hard they enough don't. sometimes to get it's comfortable like with regular, like two arms, and like you got to put them in a certain spot. If you're laying on your side, kind of get in the way, right? But like, I mean, they must just oh, sleep was, on their backs. I'm thinking like a horse or a cow. He just sleeps, <laughs> and his arms just slump down, but he's standing up still. <laughs> they just sleep standing. Yep. <laughs> That's how dumb they are. They're like mm, they, tired, they Ooh, like and they, they just slump down. over. Yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. That's that's my thought on them is they, they just kind of look like they power down a little bit or they just squat. They just like squ- like, you know, they just like squat like like a toddler. You know, how toddlers can just like, squ- you know, what I'm talking about. Yeah. They yeah. just like their yeah. legs are so bendy that they can just like squat down in their one legs spot. Their are so bendy. They are like little kids are very flexible. They, they do this thing where they just squat down and they can just kind of like they look super comfy and they just like one little spot. Right. Maybe that's anyway. This is we've had some weird tangents today. This uh, is had more weird tangents tangents than we usually have. But a couple of these were a little strange. Th- they were they were strange, and I hope you enjoy our tangents because hey, we've made it through another year of content. Basically, I know that's wild. Um, it's crazy to think about. Um, yeah, we're moving into another year of content. For being through Pretty almost soon. another year of content, we're nearly through all of the bestiary at this point. We're to the R's, which is pretty far down the line in that bestiary. I, I mean, we've got some more to cover but we are um yeah we're actually almost through the daedric bestiary which is then actually a bigger undertaking than when we originally (laughs) like when you floated the idea to me it was like that seems good and then it's like this is a lot of stuff months later it's like oh my god there's so many daedric creatures it's a lot of stuff yeah yeah technically we hit a new year in february because that's when the show when it kicked off originally right so but we're getting close it's always close to the beginning of the year so it always feels like and fallout started like legit like actually the beginning of the year when i did yep. the fallout forecast which only launched a month before this show launched so um but yeah so fun stuff uh we've still got some more danger to get to so we're gonna get through the rest of those i was brainstorming some some other ideas we never really tackled tiber septum we, we could get you we've got a couple big topics when we finish that we can get into if you have any yeah. suggestions feel free to let us know too if you would like us specifically like oh i really wish you guys would talk about that um sometimes that helps spur us in a direction that we're yeah oh you know what i didn't think of that that would be a great thing to like research and cover yeah i think there's um, some other big names out there um tiber yeah, septum is one of them we've been avoiding big names or um tiber septum is so complex like the complexity sure. is and that's some of the events of um in the timeline could be interesting to cover ex- as yeah. well like the warp in the west and stuff like that which we touched on when we were talking about dragon breaks you know what i mean like sometimes events themselves and of it can be useful to dive into because some of them are really convoluted yeah yeah it's true so yeah we'll be tackling all sorts of stuff this upcoming year um rob is suggesting the mage the thief and the warrior that one was covered no. i think i covered that on a really early episode just kind of was briefly that, was that was but yeah, I was going to say, was that super early? That was super early and it wasn't covered in a, uh, like it, it, not in depth. You're saying like in depth. Yeah. We, I didn't yeah, cover yeah, like it in do depth. An actual one I've referred the... to it more than I've actually like discussed it and like covered it. Sure. Uh, so that's, that's a fun concept. Um, yeah. So th- there's a lot, there's a lot we yeah, covered. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, please let us know, J- jump on the yeah. discord, send us some yep. thoughts. We'll, we'll put As things we in a list near toward the end of the Daedric bestiary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's all sorts of fun things. And um, remember, we had a kind of a pre-show conversation about some of the stuff that's going on and has been announced for ESO. So if you're interested in that, I'm going to tack that on to the end of the episode. Yeah, add it to the end. So you can listen to that as well. But uh, chat, thank you for being here. Lotus, this has been fun as, as usual. Um, you have as anything usual, else you want to yeah. share? I know you've been recording other episodes of Tales of Tamriel. Uh, yeah, we're, we're hopefully uh, recording another one. We're going to tackle some of the stuff that's been going on um, in ESO slash outside ESO into Skyrim and stuff like that because we had mentioned skyrim got an update which was kind of an interesting surprise but i think it's laying the groundwork for a lot of stuff that they're planning to do with the series and stuff like that and then um yeah you know we've we've kind of got that going and then um yeah really honestly i've just been trying to get any game time as possible so i've been running around like a chicken with my head cut off as of late so nice nice yep Cool it is stuff. what it is. <laughs> yeah, go check out Tales of Tamriel. Um, if you're yep. looking for other content, I, of course, have a bunch of other shows. If you've been playing Fallout and Starfield, other Bethesda games, I've got lore casts about those. And, of course, uh, Lord of the Rings and Mass Effect. And there's a bunch of other shows on the network as well. RobotsRadio.net for all of that stuff. Thank you for tuning in. 
I'm so glad that you're here and thank you for all of your support. Let's uh, let's wrap this up and move into uh, next week's episode, which, by the way, is I, I mentioned, I think I mentioned this earlier, is a holiday special. So we're going to have a bunch of other hosts and myself getting together, to talk about our favorite things from the year. And then we're on to our patron chat. So that'll wrap up the year. But I hope you have a wonderful holiday for whatever you celebrate. Spend time with your family, your friends and all that. We'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach me on Twitter at robots underscore radio or Lotus of Doom at Lotus of Doom. Also, you can join us on the Robots Radio Discord channel. You can easily just search Robots Radio Discord on Google or check the description underneath the podcast. Also, this podcast is recorded live every week on Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on the Robots Radio channels on Twitch, YouTube, and on Facebook. So just search Robots Radio on any of those platforms come join us we'd love to chat with you while we record the show or before or after either way just come hang out with us and if you're looking for more information about my shows and the shows on the robots radio network go to robotsradio.net for all the information about all the shows on the network including the robots radio rocket club where i help both new and existing podcasters to grow their shows build their audiences and create the best podcast they possibly can all of that at robotsradio.net we'll see you next time uh, price would definitely be a, a thing to pay attention to for something yeah, like this, yeah. but more so is like the time required mm-hmm. for that type of travel. I'm like, hey, yeah, it's going to be, yeah. a, it's going to be, what is that? Eight hours to get over there eight or nine hours for me to get over there. And, yeah. And you and, and I are on like, the East coast. So it would be about right. the same for you both. You're a little closer technically because you have to go closer you have to go north like the, kind of roughly e- over the pole. Right. A bit. So it's probably about like, cause when we went to Paris, it was six and a half hours. Mm-hmm. So it's probably a little longer than yeah, that, but that's still a day f- of travel. Like, it's a day of travel, and that. then like obviously, if we're going someplace like that, we would want to stay for a while. Yeah, and it's like I'm still like, yeah, between taking classes and like trying to switch careers, I'm like, I'm not sure I can just like f off for a week. <laughs> yeah, like, that doesn't seem really all that functional, at least. It, yeah, well, if, if you've got a week to. To take out vacation it would be a cool vacation to go on right if, exactly if you don't um, and or don't have the money because that's like i mean that's at least a thousand bucks for plane tickets oh yeah just for plane tickets let alone lodging right. and anything you're going right. to do there yeah. um the other thing too that that um looked cool though on their their like world tour though was uh i noticed they they they're going to uh bethesda poland too which i always have wanted to go to poland so i was like oh my god it's like so cool they're going to like all these awesome places what the hell <laughs> maybe you should just get a job with them right as part of their marketing team and then you just have to go don't don't get me wrong i was gonna say (laughs) they are all super nice but after last year looking and they seem much more stable than most companies but Mm -hmm. jesus after looking at last year i was like man i if i worked in the game industry i would just be very uncomfortable all the time (laughs) because of potential job layoffs yeah just because like seven thousand people lost their jobs in the industry last year it's like that is absolutely insane being that they had literally record high profits across the board although if you if you get a job in marketing for the game industry let's say you're Mm -hmm. working with like gina and her team right sure and let's say they let's eso god forbid doesn't do so good they gotta let some people go that translates, you know, like I, I did marketing right. at a marketing agency. I could probably get a similar marketing job for any company who needs any of the skills that I have. Right. <laughs> sure. So there is some, there is some safety in that. Like, some, yes, some, you might lose your job, but you could, you might, you might lose your job in any industry. In any industry. The, right. the and, question and is, are, right. are your skills able to move from one thing to another? And can you jump industries if you need to? Sure. Um, when I was working as a box designer, that was absolutely not the case <laughs> because no industry other than packaging needs box designers right yeah that's so, very nuanced yeah and so like I, I could say like well yeah i use a cad program but even that's different depending on what kind of thing you're using the cad program for it's not the ability to use the program it's the ability to do things in the program that's important so sure. that's like saying like i can make a spreadsheet and it's like well yeah but are you making a spreadsheet to you know lay out the ingredients on a recipe or to actually do like <laughs> sure the, like you know the the math of how to do payroll for your business like those are two very, like just because they both use spreadsheets doesn't it's not the same thing right <laughs> that's fair so but anyway i 
heck, dude, I think you'd be, uh, you should work at a gaming company. That would be amazing. I know. So many people said that. They're like, why don't you do it? They were like, you fucking know everybody anyways. It was like, yeah. yeah. I was you're, like, you're, I, you're I very social. True. You're very social. Like you could, you could get, you can get in on like community, uh, you know, social media manager type stuff. Yeah. I was going to say, no, it's definitely an interesting idea just because like, and then again, you can just go to those events for free. Cause right. you have to work from <laughs> it's a work expense. <laughs> right. Cause I was going to say, yeah. yeah, the new one, like, uh, yeah, this is, uh, I, I'm sure this is going to be, I'm very curious what the big announcement is going to be because they always have something and they gave me mm -hmm. everything this last year, except cross play and cross save. Hey Rob. Yeah. Hey Rob. Um, uh, all right. So what do you think the big announcement is going to be for ESO off top of your head? First idea. I, think they find like I, it, i've said it for the last four years but like i think they finally figured out cross save not cross play i think cross they save. figured out cross so people save. can migrate from one system yes, to another system. you're allowed to have a master file that can move from thing to thing yeah that would be um, wonderful the yeah which a lot of people player models get bigger butts the Ooh. butts aren't big enough already now now that's fine Time i mean some of those this. some of the depends on the race some of the races nope, got some i'm gonna let it play out got some good got some good booty on them um yeah i because the biggest thing is they've said repeatedly like we didn't design the game like that so that's like the biggest hold up and mm -hmm. sony's a huge pain in the ass because right fucking sony um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah sony is the apple of the games industry <laughs> oh 100 percent. they're oh god I, I hate <laughs> that i enjoy the design of their system so much because mm -hmm. i would rather just play on xbox but yeah. i just don't like the system as much well i mean which is yeah like, i just as long as i can just launch the game i'm happy i don't really need to spend a whole lot of time with the menus but yeah, I, get, see, I, I get what I'm you're like, saying. Yeah, I get some sort of menu picky. I, I was like, oh man, these look great type of thing. Like, I just like the console. Well, the console, PS5 looks like a weird alien spaceship thing, but. Um, <laughs> the actual physical <laughs> box, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like. But, like um, no, I just, shit. it's, there's such a pain in the ass. There's such a pain in the ass to everybody. It's well, so frustrating. Traditionally, Japanese companies have been great with hardware, terrible with software. And traditionally, yeah. American companies have been great with software, terrible with hardware. Right. So if they and, could just all like combine their powers, their forces yes. into one mega monopoly. Oh, wait, wait, that's a terrible idea. Okay, let's <laughs> no, not that's do that. Not better. That's a bad idea. All right. Well, maybe that doesn't solve it. All right. So you think cross save? I'm thinking uh, they finally mastered cross save because dude, it would be what everybody keeps saying, including the devs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They are lagging behind at this point. Literally every other game that says we didn't design our game to have that and it's totally impossible has added cross save at this point, except ESO. It's possible. They're literally it's, the only one. The question is how much manpower do you put into it in order to achieve it, right? Um, I don't know. He, but um, here's the other thing. If they can add cross save, adding cross play also, if you can get all of that to work together, would be so much bigger. I mean, think about how many people. Would... I think cross play would be great, but there's a reason that I, I say cross save, not cross play. Mm-hmm. And as much as PC people hate to hear it, it's because of the add-ons. Like they're going to cause too many problems for anybody who just runs the game normally. Uh, because I got into some like technical stuff with a couple modders and stuff like that. And they're like, the majority of ESO problems are actually add-ons and people just don't want to admit that well, are the add-ons. What like, if there was cross-play the between consoles and PC was still siloed? Oh, like an Xbox and P PS. Yeah. Uh, that would right. be great. Because think it's about just, it. It'd be lame to leave out PC because like, right. I have so many sure. friends on PC that well, I would love to just like. That's true. That's mainly my thing. I don't actually care about playing on PC. I care about playing with my friends on Xbox and PlayStation uh, on PC that I don't get to play with as much. Yeah. And I guess. And I don't know like, if from that's a, a huge PV, demographic. From a PvP standpoint. Do any add-ons really give you a huge benefit? Yes. They, Some have had to forcibly be removed by Bethesda because they're so bad. Right. Um, but if Zaz. that's the case, then maybe you just cut out certain... Like I, 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 I wouldn't really have a problem on the subject or yeah. like they should just take add-ons out of the game and like no, not see, I, sanction. I, them. I, I like, like it. I like add-ons. Um, but I, I wouldn't I, have a problem if, does. if you and I were <laughs> I doing it. dungeons together and yes. I was on PlayStation and you were on PC and yep. we're on the same team. I have no problem with you using that's, an add-on. That's my thing. I right. don't care if other what's people the point? Like, like what the, what the right. if, if it helps that's, you perform better in my dungeon, 
Yeah, cool. That's fine. That's like, great. Or if it gives and, you data that I just don't happen to have, now at least right. I can ask you about that data, right? Sure. And that's that's something that like a, a lot of people seem to take like I think add-ons are bad, and I think add-ons have a bunch of problems, but they also lead to some interesting innovations that the game has added to base game right. because of them. Right. But it's the same thing, thing in like World of Warcraft and other 100%. MMOs. Like that's yeah. that's awesome. Like that's really good. I like that. Yeah. And if you're on my team. Like PvP, okay, it's a little dicey, but PvP, as much as people don't want to, is a pretty afterthought in ESO. Like, right, it's, right. It's the, PvE it's the smallest is, demographic of players. It's easily the smallest demographic, right. even over trials at this point. Like, sure, sure. Um, but like, if we're in stuff, like, I don't care if that, it, right. that your game's fine. Like, as long as your add ons aren't literally changing how I'm playing the game, right. I don't care. It's totally like, fine. What, do whatever you want, man. Like, it's yeah. a game. I don't see Knock that as an out. issue at all. And I, then I, I could either. even see, I could even, uh, like, you could code it into the game where when you join a PvP match or Cyrodiil, add ons turn off. Sure. Oh, that'd be interesting. You could well, also, code that in. Supposedly, um, so. This is weird tangents just before we actually start the show. <laughs> right. um, the other thing from some of my friends that play Final Fantasy 14, and actually uh, Ben could probably like if, give more insight on this, but apparently um, there are like ways when you play, because that game's been cross play from the beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, apparently you can just be like, yeah, no, ours is like, we have add-on restrictions. You either can't use yeah. add-ons or you have to use add-ons. Right. Like, right. so if you're on console, it's like, well, no, this is a PC only group because it doesn't allow that. Sure. And it's like, if I'm trying to play with my friends, we're not going to be excluding each other. Right. Like, so you turn it off. Like, so it's, the, I don't care if somebody's like, oh, yeah. you're not good enough. Spoiler alert. You hear that on your same platform all the time. That's why I started my own raid team. I was like, I'm tired of some of my friends being told they're not good enough to be on raid teams. Right. As we stack trifectas up, I was like, oh, tell them again how they're not good enough because now they have all these things. <laughs> right, like right. they clearly were fine. You just weren't giving them a chance. That's stupid. Yeah. And if so you, like, and if you use them like looking for dungeon or whatever, then right. you have it like get, a oh, little no, label that says add-ons allowed, add-ons add restricted, add-ons add not allowed. And that's totally and it like codes fine. into the like, game. If you're on PC, it turns off your add-ons when you join, because again, there's options. a whole section in the game for, add-ons like it's but, part of the menu system so that's actually why so reasoning i think some of the group finder is and and the server testing because they did another pvp testing thing mm -hmm. and all the upgrades are trying to get finished and stuff like that i feel like this is a behind the thing scenes architecture thing that they've been working on yeah and we finally hear about it because that would be a monumental announcement and it's like okay for a 10-year anniversary that's a pretty massive game changer yeah like, and they've been cleaning stuff up for a long time the addition yes. of a new class is is part of that this all seems like right. it's all kind of going in the same direction of like updating the code and making things work so yep. they can keep the game going because god knows like they're gonna want to they want another 10 years out of this game if they can yeah. get it of course they do and not a lot of games reach a decade that right. is wild right, right. yeah <laughs> so and mmos that, can last my... 20 years look at world of warcraft right and that's so that's kind of my it's pie possible. in the sky like i because uh the other joke obviously being that they gave me literally everything else i asked for um this year in the year of lotus um so uh, that's the only thing left that i want uh, so i guess they should just give it to me next year okay. all right yeah well hey we got a we got a show to do yeah <laughs> maybe we, do. we should actually do a show I suppose we should maybe i'll maybe i'll the show that we're here for. maybe i'll leave this part in the episode and we'll just it's just incoherent rambling just add it at <laughs> yeah. the end right right all right well here let's kick us up Th thanks for being here everybody let's uh do a show